Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're here to talk about company culture and that it truly is the key to success of your company. I want to go over in a five-part series, five reasons why company culture matters. And of course, it's positive company culture. So we need to make sure we're thinking about that. You know, let's start out with the five pillars of company culture. Values, feedback, accountability, team unity, and communication. We'll address each of these over the next five days, starting with values. But let's just get back to the general concept of company culture. A great company culture is vital, absolutely vital, for engaging your most valuable resources, your employees. And even if you don't think that your employees are valuable, I could tell you one thing, they're expensive and they're more expensive as they're walking out the door. We need to attract and retain employees, valuable employees, for the long haul, now more than ever. We need them to be engaged. We need them to be productive, effective team members versus those who are just there for a paycheck. In order to engage them, you have to start at the bottom. You have to really Take a step back, grab that mirror and say, am I part of the problem? Are our practices part of the problem? Are our policies part of the problem? Are our salaries part of the problem or our benefits or lack of? And the answer is probably yes to a little bit of all of that. Engage these valuable and expensive employees by by providing information to your team with very open communication channels. And that's gotten even harder with the virtual, remote work from your kitchen table workplace, right? If you are remote workers, it's hard to be engaged because you're not physically seeing each other all the time. Well, I want to take a step back and even address the in-person workers because I know a lot of in-person workers who are not engaged. And we might just be taking it for, um, you know, we may just be taking it for granted that them showing up to the workplace means they're engaged, but that's not the case. It never was and it won't be now. So, first of all, know that values, feedback, accountability, team unity, and communication is absolutely necessary to engage people and to have a positive, awesome company culture. But you can start today with two things, two words. Completely free, fits every budget. Thank you. Thank you for XXX. So it has to be very sincere, very specific. If you're blowing smoke, your folks will gonna, are going to know it. Let's jump into the first pillar that I believe is vital to a positive, effective, 
and productive company culture. And if you've heard me talk at all ever, you know that I am so keen on company values, core values, guiding principles, whatever you want to call them. But they are basically a set of identifying statements or words that you expect all the people on your team, employees, contractors, vendors, everybody to behave by. So they're guiding the behavior of people on your team. And these values, core values, company values, again, guiding principles, they should be used in every part of the employee life cycle from interviewing, even back that up, from job ads to interviewing to asking questions about how people behave in the interview process, and hopefully all the way through promotions, training and development, and exit, which I'm hoping will be retirement versus them walking out the door. But first, you have to create a concrete set of values to clearly outline what your expected behaviors are of your team. Performance is relatively easy to identify, right? But behavior usually trips managers up and often is the main reason for my phone ringing all the time. And it's also often the main reason why managers finally say, this employee has got to go. But in the meantime, bad behavior on a team has not been held accountable. Uh, We haven't corrected it. We didn't really know what to say to the employees. And in the meantime, we have really upset the other employees who are acting appropriately, but see that this negative employee is still allowed to be there. So what actually happens is we often lose good employees because the poorly behaving employee is still in the workforce. In a 2015 study, so this is quite some time ago, but this was from Gallup, the state of the American manager, 2.5 million manager-led teams in 195 countries completed this. And they said, this is way back in 2015, so this is even more shocking, only 41% of employees strongly agree that they know what the company stands for and what makes it different from competitors. That's more than 60% or close to 60% of people say, I'm not real sure what my company stands for or why we're different from our competitors. Of that 41% that answered that, only 77% also strongly agreed that they actually plan to be with the company at least for another year. So 2015, 16, 17, 18, maybe we'll throw it into 2019. All those people were already had one foot out the door. And then, of course, we have the global pandemic, which forced many people out the door either by choice or not by choice. And now we're trying to figure out how do we get them back or how do we get other people back? Well, the word on the street might already be that you allow people to behave negatively in the workplace and don't go there. It's a bad company culture. We have to spin that around. We have to change that. Well, we don't have to, but if you want to succeed and you want to make money, then you do have to. There's another survey. It's called the Global State of Employee Engagement. 
And this survey resulted in 57% of the people that responded not recommending their organization as a good place to work. Wow. Ouch. I can guarantee this is way worse more now since the pandemic. This same global state of employee engagement survey that said, nope, don't go work for my organization, noted that 33% of the employees in their organization do not even believe the company values that their company (laughs) touts. This same global survey noted that 33% of employees do not believe that the company values do not align with their own personal values. So do you think they're going to stay? Absolutely not. Wouldn't it be nice to know this information pre-hire so you don't bring in employees who don't fit your company culture? This is proof that a strong set of company values leads to attracting the right person, the right mindset, and also retaining them. So let me ask you, how can you better retain and engage your team? Ask yourself a few of these questions. Do your employees really know what your company values are? Heck, for those that are listening today, do you even know what they are? Are they buried in a piece of paper or in an outdated handbook and you've got to dust them off somewhere? If you don't know where they are, if you don't know what they are, then that means they don't exist or they're irrelevant and nobody understands them. Here's another question. Are you hiring recognizing and promoting employees who actually comply with and exhibit these company values. If you are, kudos, pat on the back, congratulate yourself. If you're not, you're probably, unfortunately, with the majority, but that doesn't mean it's okay. Another step further here, are you holding employees and managers accountable for violating these values? Are you writing them up? Are you talking to them? Are you you asking for improvement? Are you demanding improvement? Are you letting them know if they don't comply with the company values and behave the way you expect them to, that they can't be part of the team? And then another question I have about retaining and engaging your team, is strong revenue and healthy profitability the one and only goal? Let's face it, we're all in business for money, right? We all have bills to pay. And so, of course, strong revenue and healthy profitability is a goal. But if it's the only goal, then you need to make sure that you have engaged, productive, and satisfied employees who align with your core values, who know what your mission is, know what your vision is, and they speak up when they see mistakes or issues rather than covering them up. These folks who get rewarded for protecting the company and looking out for the company and are aligned with the company values and, of course, the mission and vision, they tend to stay with the company longer. Since it takes approximately one-fifth of an employee's salary to replace them, This is a truly costly number that it can affect your bottom line. If people are walking out your door because they don't align with your company values as as well as your mission and vision, they're going to walk out the door or be escorted out, and it's going to be a costly number to replace them. 
leaders, that's you listening today, truly must develop a healthy respect for failures in order to develop their team. What did you say, Wendy? What I said is you must develop a healthy respect for failures. Yes, we learn by making mistakes. Once you make a mistake and your manager walks you through it and talks you through it, sure, holds you accountable for it, but allows you to learn, you gain more respect for that manager, for that HR department. And you surely aren't going to want to make that mistake again. So mistakes are necessary. And we also need to understand that the pandemic has permanently shifted the meaning of culture for business. It has put the culture in the hands of the team, not just leadership. If you're doing any kind of recruiting these days, you know that the candidates are in charge, not necessarily the companies. And so the the quarter has flipped over, right? It's finally where it really should have been all along, in my opinion, where candidates are saying, I get to choose where I'm going to go and I'm going to go where I'm respected, where I'm desired, where the mission, vision, and values align with, with my mission, vision, and values. And of course, we all know we're going to go where the money is too, right? You can't pay anybody at the low end anymore because somebody else will offer them more money. Most employee issues are actually lack of leadership surrounding behavior. So surrounding holding people or not holding people accountable for their behavior at work. I don't get a lot of calls every day of the week as an HR consultant because of performance issues. Nine out of 10 times when my phone's ringing, it is for advice of behavior issues. Your company values can help identify what behavior looks like in your organization or what it should look like. And then the next step, what are you going to do if people are not complying with that behavior? In some cases, you're going to have to teach people what that means because not everybody has the same educational level. So you are going to have to break that down and do a lot of training. But then you're going to need to hold them accountable, which means you're going to have to train your managers on how to hold people accountable for violating or maybe lacking on the behavior that is expected in the workplace, which is, again, complying with your company values. Now, some of you may be listening and thinking, well, our company values are nothing like behavior-orientated concepts. Well, maybe it's time to expand them. Maybe it's time to dust them off. Maybe it's time to change them completely. I do find that a lot of company values were created by a marketing department and they're actually created to sell to the customer, the external customer, and we forget about the internal customer, which is our employees. So please make sure that you take a look at your company values. Again, you may not have to completely start over. You might have something to start with. You may say, no, these are outdated. We're going to start over. And if you are starting over just to improve your your current values or completely throw them out and start over, please, please make sure it's not just a top-down approach. Get as many people as possible involved in creating or updating your company values. There should be actually very little executive in that meeting. Um, I like to use committees, so it's not just one meeting. It's going to be over a long period of time. The executives are going to say, hey, this is kind of what I want, and then they're going to give the committee 
the opportunity to take that ball and run with it. Why do you want to do that? A lot of people that will be on that committee, the new person, somebody that's been there for five years but isn't a manager and doesn't normally deal with leaders or executives, they may be intimidated in those conversations and not speak out on behalf of their peers. So make sure it's a diverse group of people in a committee to create company values. And then you're going to take those company values and you're going to put them into every single person's job description. And now the job description shows the performance and all the expectations, knowledge, skills, and abilities required. But then also these are the expected behaviors of every job here. They're going to be the same, right, throughout the company. But then it'll be very easy to identify when somebody's not behaving how you want them to behave at work and then write them up on it. Um, More important than writing them up, because I hate saying that, is having that conversation with them of, hey, this is why we're not happy with your performance. This is why we're not happy with your behavior. Or this is why we are happy with your performance, but maybe not happy with your behavior. And this is what I'm going to do to help you change it. I write about these in my books as well and have very crystal clear expectations on how to run those committees. So please reach out to me for more assistance. Remember, though, the real reason we want to have company values and establish company values, possibly just dust them off, is to have crystal clear communication about the expectations of behavior in the workplace. No confusion, no gray space, no excuses whatsoever. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.